Hello, everyone, and welcome to Southeastern Ohio's Education Station. I am your host, Leslie Charles. When many people think about education and the stories that go along with being in the trenches, really doing the work, it may not seem inspiring or thought-provoking, but I assure you, teachers and former teachers turned administrators have the best stories to tell. In fact, most of us could have written several books with the authentic stories we've been told throughout the year. As a parent now, I think about all those times. I would smile, giggle, even laugh out loud with the stories that came from the children in my classroom. And then there was to those times that I would walk away to another part of the room and wipe a tear because my heart was breaking. You just never know what you encounter from day to day. In addition to those stories, if you were to think about the business side of education, you might struggle. You might think about something that somebody else has encountered at some point and conquered. That's what the Southeast Ohio's Education Station is all about. The ins and outs of the daily rural classrooms around Southeast Ohio. Hi everyone, welcome to Southeast Ohio's Education Station. I'm your host, Leslie Charles from Muskingum Valley Educational Service Center. In today's episode of SEO Education Station, we will talk with one of our teacher feature guests, Heather Beal. Uh, Heather is a fifth grade science teacher at Newcomerstown Exempted School District. Heather has taught at Newcomerstown for the past 13 years, and her path is very similar to mine as she has taught numerous grade levels, everything from preschool, first grade, and now is in fifth grade. She's involved in her teacher's union and as part of the negotiations team, serves as uh, the union secretary for the last three years. And if that wasn't enough, she also serves on her district's leadership team and currently serves as a member of her school's building leadership team and has helped with West School Lead Program. I am confident Heather has some great stories that everyone who listens can relate to in one way or another. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And as we welcome everyone, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself beyond the classroom, your background, how you got here. And I know we both briefly, I briefly spoke about your positions, but let me know if I've missed anything. Okay. Well, this, beyond the classroom, I have um, three three children. Um, my son Landon's 16. I have a 12-year-old son, Trenton, and a one-year-old daughter, Marley. And I'm very involved with my kids and their involvement in sports and school functions. Great. And what did you say? Now, I'm going to go back to when I kind of led into that. Um, I said, you said, um, we script this out just to make it easy for both of us. But you had listed that you uh, help with West Schools Lead Program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, for the first couple of years, I wasn't part of the lead program because I was employed. I was at the East School, so it was a little more difficult for me to be a part of the program to get to where I needed to go. But once I um, switched buildings and moved to West School, I was willing to help in any way possible. Um, I the lead program concentrates on math and reading and we do a before and after school program 
and we've had some great leaders helping us with that. Um, we also offer uh, PBL groups um, and clubs. Uh, I started with reading uh, when I first started uh, fifth grade here and I had one student, but um, since that I've moved on to trying to get outside of my comfort zone. And most recently I started teaching cardio drumming. So that's been quite the experience. Um, and I look forward to many more of those as well. That sounds actually pretty fun. Do you get teachers to join you in that as well? Um, it's mostly the students. Um, we do, there are very many teachers. Uh, we have several teachers that help with the program and, um, I mean, it's a great thing for kids that are maybe needing that extra push for reading or math as far as that goes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, how did you get to become a teacher? What was your journey like, you know, where you started? Did you always want to be a teacher or did it change when you were in school? Okay. Um, so when I was in fifth grade, I had the most amazing, caring, loving teacher, um, and she really sparked my passion for wanting to be a teacher. Um, we had class pets. We had rats, which is kind of scary to think about. But as a kid, that was neat. And we, we did different projects with those as well. And we built rat mazes and did things like that. Um, I also had some uh, mentor grandparents that, that helped um, me within the science background um, my family couldn't afford to send me to science camp that the high school was having that year, but they sponsored me and sent me to science camp. So that just really warmed my heart as a fifth grader. And I, you know, in fifth grade, that's where I wanted to become a teacher. That's uh, awesome. Thank you. I, I teach in the same district that I went to school. So that, that to me means a lot to give back to my community and be part of something bigger. Yeah, that's, um, it's always interesting kind of being where you were when you were um, young. And I think um, those experiences, especially in rural classrooms are always very unique. Um, so when I asked for volunteers, you got back with me right away. You told me that you love each and every student. And as a parent, I have to tell you, that makes me just happy knowing that you would be there for my child no matter what. Um, with that being said, you um, have a very open, honest relationship with your students. And you said to me that, that this is the type of classroom approach um, that you, you like to take for yourself. But let me ask you this, what benefits and you know, are there any challenges that you've had with this type of style? Um, I do tell my students that I love them and care about them each and every, every day. Uh, once I have a child in my class, they're my kid forever. Um, I want them to feel loved and valued. It's all about developing rapport with your students. Uh, when I have the open and honest conversations with my students, it's mainly because of something that's come up within the day or within the class period. And so most of the conversations, conversations are done on the fly. And so there's no set script. I want the students to know that I'm a human and I'm by no means perfect nor do I expect them to be. However, I do expect them to be honest, empathetic, and respectful to others. I have had students open up to me and ask if they could meet with me during lunch or recess to talk about things. 
and tell, and I always tell them that I will make time for them. Some of the challenges that I have faced are students can become too comfortable with me and they don't always follow through on their end as far as classroom expectations. Most generally, I can give them a stern look or redirect them and things are good. You know, I can relate to that stern look. Now, I, I didn't teach fifth grade. I did have a second grade classroom and I feel that I had that same relationship with my students. And I always told my students, why am I giving you my mean teacher face? And um, I think that they know um, that they are able to, you know, have a have a calm and, and friendly relationship, but also know that they can't, you know, cross the line with those that type. So um, I always think that's pretty unique because you. I feel like they open up a lot more. Um, and you know, as you become more of a veteran teacher, I think it's easier. Um, and also in those small communities like Newcomerstown, you, you form those family relationships because you know the siblings, the parents, and the stories. So, and you know those for both good and bad. So I think um, when we teach in these small school settings, I think um, I, I personally think I became a better teacher because I, I was more aware of the challenges that the students were facing behind the scenes. So you probably have felt that same way one or another time in, in your classroom as well. Absolutely. And you become more understanding and forgiving of those kids that are in those situations. Yeah. You know, I think back to when I was training um, to become a teacher in college and, you know, they, they can give you all the theory and all of the um, reasons why we should do this or that, but until you really encounter what they are going through in the setting that you are in, I think there's nothing that can um, prepare you for that type of uh, um, situation. So it's kind of, you know, just how do you feel and, and how are you going to react? And I, I do think that um, veteran teachers have had those experiences. And, and with as many years as you've been in the classroom, you, you now have probably seen a lot a lot and maybe it's a little easier than you know when you first started you know your journey as a teacher absolutely um okay so as a former elementary teacher i have said on more than one occasion that i wish i would have written down all of those stories in a journal so that i could write a book later um do you have a fun personal story that you would like to share Oh gosh, I've had several funny stories over the years um, from preschoolers projectile vomiting on two kids in front of them in the line or <laughs> getting their head stuck in a chair and trying to figure out how am I going to get their head out um, to me falling out of my teacher chair while grading papers in front of the entire first grade class. Um, the, oh, best yeah. thing, the best thing to do is look back on those moments and realize that they all matter. I will always be remembered as that funny, crazy teacher. I, I keep a file for these moments, the ones that made me laugh or smile, so that on those days when I'm feeling defeated, I can look at the letters or the pictures from students and know that is why I teach. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been at um, an ESC for 20 years now, and I, I think back about those times, and I still, I say I still get my kid fixed because I do do a lot of virtual field trips with classrooms all over the country. But those letters, um, I had a letter that was sent to me several years after I had a student in my classroom that I still have today framed here in my office. And it was a project that I think it must have been I, I, the highest level I taught 
um, was second grade, but I think it was a project that they had um, completed in maybe fifth or sixth grade. And um, the teacher did a, uh, you know, my favorite teacher, and they sent a letter to their favorite teacher in the past. And I got that and that feeling, you know, it, it, of, you know, sometimes I think we lose sight. We, we're focused so much on the day to day and not really thinking about what you have done to make a difference in those kids' life. And so, you know, I got that why feeling myself and I still have that here. So, and it's been, you know, 20 years since I've been in the classroom. So um, a lot of those things that I may have taken for granted as being a young teacher in the classroom, um, you, you will definitely look back on those one day and have a different perspective, I think, especially now as a parent. So, and you have kids too, I'm sure um, that that has hit you a time or two. Oh, absolutely. I have kids that I've had in preschool and then I had again in first grade. And then I have kids that I had in first grade. And now that I'm in fifth grade, I'm getting them again. So, I mean, it's wonderful to see them all grow and, you know, remember that time, you know, and those those are awesome moments. So talking about those kinds of things, what did you think, or do you have something that you took for granted that you will never take for granted again after being in a classroom and hearing the students' stories? You know, before I became a teacher, I took a lot of things for granted. Uh, For example, having food, a warm bed to sleep in, running water, heat, a safe place to be a kid. I will never forget those stories or those students. Children are resilient and they often overcome things quickly. I know as a child, things that happened in my life at home were my normal. I didn't know any different. Many of our students are the same way. Yeah, the family situations that students face these days are, I think, are very similar in some ways and much different in other ways when I was a student in school. And I really think that um, there's probably just as many stressors then, there, there were just as many stressors that, that there are now, and it's just different situations. But I think you're right. I think they are resilient. And um, I think that's a good thing because some of the things that Um, the kids encounter, it's just something that, I mean, I know as a parent, I don't like to think about, but as a, you know, an educator, it's something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And so that's something that I feel causes stress to teachers, you know, in the classrooms. Um, So let's move on to my next question. I know you have a class to get to, but um, this is sort of a two-part question. So I'm going to ask both parts now. And if we have to come back to the second part, I I can definitely go back. Um, What would you say was your biggest challenge or surprise or even an unexpected event that has ever happened to you as a teacher? And how did you tackle that? And now that you've tackled it, would you do anything different now that it's over? Oh, I would have to say the spring of 2020 was the biggest unexpected event that's ever happened in my career. We were called together as a district and our superintendent told us to prepare lessons for our students to do from home. That's, you know, when the governor was shutting things down, I was seriously in shock. I think my jaw almost hit the floor. Uh, Like, and my thoughts were like, how are we going to teach our students from home? Like they don't, most of them don't have uh, access to internet, if we're, if we're going to do, high, you know, the hybrid learning. Um, but we worked, we worked as a team to try to implement what we could. 
and we contacted our students by phone once a week to check in to see if they needed anything or any if there were any questions they needed answered. And we also came into the school uh, to gather the student supplies and either had them have pickup times or our bus drivers delivered them when we had the meal program in place. Um, but if I had to do it all over again, fingers crossed, and hopefully I will never have to, but if I did, I wouldn't sweat the small stuff and I would do what I could to support my students and try to make the best of it. I would say our district as a whole came together and made the experience that we were all facing less stressful. I'm so thankful to work in a district that truly cares. Yeah, that's, I, you know, I think that's, that's the good thing is that I think, especially in these smaller districts that you really saw that um, coming together and working together as a team. And, and that was kind of the theme all across, you know, I know firsthand across Southeast Ohio. So, um, and, and I would say that probably a lot of teachers are going to say that 2020 when it was just, all right, we're going home and how are we going to finish the year? So um, it, it is a challenge and hopefully maybe um, just prepared you to, you know, be, you know, thinking through things. And, and I like how you said that not sweating the small stuff, because I think a lot of people were sweating the small stuff and really, you know, focusing on that when really, we really have to think of like the big chunks that we can tackle and what we can handle and not all, trying to control every little situation. So who would you say is your, who was your biggest cheerleader or ally through the whole COVID 2020 mess with schools? Who do you, who would you say would be that person? Um, I don't really think there is just one single person. I mean, our administration was by far super supportive and they were the ones here passing out uh, food bags when we, we got the lunch program implemented and they were the ones, you know, that had our backs no matter what we, we were facing. So I just applaud our administration for that time because I don't know how they were able to, you know, get through. <laughs> there was a lot of stressors and I think they just really stepped up and, you know, showed us all that they're people too. Yeah. And I think we just all had to learn on the fly. So I think, um, I, I really truly think most districts did a really good job of really trying to help out where they could. Okay. So one last question before I give our little fun part of the, the uh, podcast uh, session today, what would be the best piece of advice that you would give someone who is just beginning their career in the classroom? What do you think that would be? I think the best piece of advice that I could give to someone just beginning their career in education is to always find a reason to smile or laugh. Keep a file of silly pictures or letters or quotes that your students have made or said. When you're feeling down or defeated or beat down, take out that file and look at those, those drawings and pictures. These moments are why we teach. And I would also say, you know, we know what we need to teach these kids, but we always need to remember our why we became a teacher. I think that is a great question and a great answer to end on. So just for fun, um, and you don't have these, I do always tell the people that listen that I do give like the questions in advance, just so you can think through them. It's hard to like be put on the fly and try to do things because then you always think of, oh, I should have said that, or I shouldn't have said that. But these are a fun, um, just some quick 10 questions. Would okay. you rather, okay, 
And I just want to see what your answers to these are. Just sometimes it kind of is interesting um, how teachers uh, answer these. Okay, so here we go. Would you rather tie wet shoelaces for a student or wipe a runny nose? I would rather wipe a runny nose. Me too. Absolutely. (laughs) Would you rather chaperone a school dance or an overnight trip? Um, a school dance. Good. My, <laughs> mine as well. Okay. This is a kind of a fun one. Would you rather have a trained masseuse in the teacher's lounge or a gourmet chef in the cafeteria? Oh, definitely a trained masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking at a site and there was like, that was a big percentage of teachers <laughs> as well said that. Okay. Lunch duty all year, playground duty all year. Lunch duty all year. Go a day without coffee or eat the school lunches every day? Eat the school lunches. I'm not Pretty a coffee <laughs> You're not a coffee drinker. <laughs> all right. Proctor a three-hour class or grade essays for three hours? Uh, I would proctor that three-hour class for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. ACDC or Adele? Uh, ACDC. Read minds or be invisible? Ooh, I would be invisible. Not sure I want to know what some people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, I I think that might be might be a good choice there. Okay, (laughs) this is a this is one that came from a a, an essay my my teacher or my my daughter excuse me my daughter was working on um, this past week. Traditional school year with the summers off or year-round school with like the multiple smaller breaks. I love my summers, traditional school year. Yeah, me too. I think the, the breaks would be a tough, tough thing to try to get into the habit to. And last but not least, kiss a frog or hug a snake. Oh, um, kiss a frog. Yeah, I'm not sure about the hugging the snake either. So thank you, Heather. As we're wrapping up today's episode, I'd like to thank her for sharing with us and hopefully something that Heather said um, or shared will help inspire someone else or just bring a smile to their face today. I, I want to make sure to remind you to stop back to Spotify to listen to our other episodes of Southeastern Ohio's Education Station and follow our social media for updates on our upcoming episodes. Thanks again, Heather, for being my first guest on Teacher Feature. Thank you for having me.